You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. New York's fan, Sports Radio 22 here on this Friday evening, little late happy hour with JJ, John Zuschemski. We're right here on the fan, and you know we're getting closer to Selection Sunday, and we're getting closer to the NCAA tournament when we are welcoming in college basketball's hungriest insider from CBS Sports, my man. He is a sensation on Twitter, on Instagram, and I'm jealous of his catchphrases. The great John Rothstein. What's happening, Johnny? JJ, great to be with you as always, my friend. John, it's always good hearing your voice. We know March is coming. That fires us up. Let's start here because we're not used to Duke being in a position where they're clearly on the outside looking in and they basically need to hit an inside straight to make the NCAA tournament. I'm curious, what was your stance on Jalen Johnson opting out and basically quitting on his team for the remainder of the year? How do you feel about that? Look, let's preface the conversation with this. Every person has the right to do whatever they want in their own individual life. That is a right that they have, and let's obviously make that clear. But with that said, Jalen Johnson played eight minutes last Saturday in what was arguably Duke's best win of the season to this point against NC State, and then opted – to be in a situation where he said that, you know what, he would rather not continue on the path for the rest of the season with his teammates, which, again, has only about two weeks left in the regular season leading up to the ACC tournament. So opting out is not something that occurs a couple of weeks before the postseason. Opting out, from my perspective, is something that you do prior to a process starting. So Jalen Johnson, just like everybody else in this world, has the right to do whatever it is he wants to do. But he didn't opt out. He quit. Can't fight you on that. I feel the exact same way. And curiously, I heard Beheim say the other day, he thinks they're better without him. You buying that narrative? You know, we're going to find out here, obviously, over the next couple of games. And what's interesting to me right now is Duke, for the first time, has won back-to-back games by double figures. Duke, for the first time, has had really good rhythm and chemistry. And I think one of the things that we have seen from a basketball perspective is Jalen Johnson obviously no longer being a part of Duke's plans means that Mark Williams, their talented freshman big man, has gotten extended minutes up front with Matthew Hurt. Mark Williams has had two really good games in a row. Now, why is that? He is somebody that has to play 
with a bona fide stretch four like Matthew Hurt that can create space. So Jalen Johnson no longer being a part of Duke's plans again then has led to a bigger role for Mark Williams. Duke is in a situation right now where it is very far away from the NCAA bubble in terms of the tournament, but let's look right now at the skeleton of the rest of their schedule. Duke has a huge game coming up with Virginia tomorrow night in Durham. They then will have back-to-back home games against both Louisville and Syracuse. Then they go on the road to finish the regular season at Georgia Tech and at North Carolina. But, J.J., here's the interesting caveat in all this. The ACC this season is probably the most watered-down ACC that you and I have seen in our lifetime. What does that mean? There is a significantly greater chance for a team to enter the ACC tournament that's not projected to be in the NCAA tournament and emerge as a bid stealer and pick something off before Selection Sunday. To me, as of now, Duke is that team. Now, they haven't lived up to the billing just yet, but the guys in their program, Jeremy Roach, Wendell Moore, DJ Stewart, Matthew Hurt, Mark Williams, these were all highly thought of players, highly rated players, and obviously the guy on the sidelines has pulled a few strings along the way as well. So Duke has a completely different dynamic. That dynamic of maybe an underdog trying to rally will only intensify if the Blue Devils can beat Virginia on Saturday night. Yeah, and you know I'm a betting guy, and the fact that Virginia is only a one-point favorite in that game is as fishy as it gets. But, John, you hit on something there when it comes to the ACC. Why is the league as watered down as it is this year? Because you're absolutely right. I mean, I'm watching these games night after night. You know I'm a Cuse guy. You know I have a vested interest there. But this is not your father's ACC. This is not an ACC that's going to get 10, 11 teams in the NCAA tournament. Why has there been such a drop-off? Well, I think we're seeing in different situations schools that were at one time very formidable in college basketball have not had successful, consistent runs in the ACC. Three are obviously teams from the old Big East, Pittsburgh, Notre Dame, and Syracuse, your alma mater. And also, you know, a part of it is, too, is player retention in college basketball is one of the biggest keys to having success at the highest level. How about this, JJ, of the teams that were ranked in last week's AP Top 25, 40 of the 50 starters on those 10 teams were in their respective programs a year ago. So you have to have a situation, for the most part, where you're bringing players back. I look at a team like North Carolina, You know, they lost Cole Anthony from last season. They also were relying on guys for on a team, remember, last year that didn't have great success, had the worst team in Roy Williams' career. So they brought in a cast of new characters with Caleb Love, with R.J. Davis, with Dayron Sharp. So a bulk of their team right now is newcomers, and the teams that are really good in college basketball are retaining their personnel. The two obvious examples, Baylor and Gonzaga, two undefeated teams. All right, John, let's get to the Big East. Obviously, locally, St. John's. They've been fun to watch. They had that great win over Villanova a couple weeks ago. Um, They have played really well, and they've played inspired basketball under Mike Anderson. And listen, they got an opportunity to go and get to the NCAA tournament. Are you looking at St. John's and saying they're right where you expected them to be? Or are they far more ahead of schedule in your eyes? Mike Anderson has St. John's a year, a full year ahead of schedule. And look, let's be honest, Mike Anderson right now is the runaway choice 
to be Big East Coach of the Year. He has completely stabilized the program. Remember, Mike Anderson has not had a losing season as a head coach, and I think we're in a unique situation right now where you have all three local teams from a power conference perspective, St. John, Seton Hall, and Rutgers, all with a legitimate chance to hear their name called on Selection Sunday. Okay, John Rothstein, out of those three teams, who is the most likely to play in the second weekend of the tournament? I know the bracket means everything, but just the early power ranking right now from you, who do you think's got the most talent to work with? Rutgers. And I've said this, you know, really from the start of the season because Rutgers has the most complete team. You know, St. John still has to play its way into the bracket. Seton Hall has obviously been sporadic in terms of its point guard play. Bryce Aiken missed the game the other night. Rutgers, to me is a team that's a dark horse entering the NCAA tournament because of the experience that they possess, because of what they have up front with Miles Johnson, maybe the most underrated role player in college basketball, somebody who reminds me a lot of Kennedy Meeks, who starred a couple years ago at North Carolina. And if they can somehow get Ron Harper Jr. back to the form he showed early in the year, Rutgers is a team that could advance not just once, but multiple times in the NCAA tournament. Talking some college hoops, my main man, John Rothstein. College basketball's hungriest insider. I love that on the Twitter page, by the way. Now, John, Big Ten, do you see any similarities to what the old Big East had many moons ago? You remember, I want to say it was the 2011 year when the Big East just had team after team after team in the NCAA tournament. And I know you kind of ended up winning the whole shebang, but there was a whole lot of cannibalism, basically. You think we're going to be having that again with the Big Ten this year? Well, to me, this Big Ten is more reminiscent of the ACC we saw in the 16-17 season, which to me was one of the deepest conferences in the history of college basketball because of what you had at the bottom. In that ACC, you had a team who finished 14th, NC State, win a game at Duke and had a lottery pick at point guard in Dennis Smith Jr. And remember, that was a Duke team that was a two-seed in the NCAA tournament. You had a team in that ACC that had a team finish in the bottom third, Pittsburgh, who won a game against Florida State, who was a three-seed in that NCAA tournament, and won a game against Virginia, who was a five-seed in that NCAA tournament. This Big Ten is more similar to that, but when you have teams that capable, At the bottom of the league standings, the bottom then is capable of eating the middle. That leads to cannibalism. That led to nine ACC teams getting into the NCAA tournament that year. And I think that's why you're going to see probably nine teams out of this Big Ten. You get the sense Michigan and Ohio State end up on the one line? As of right now, I would say both of those teams are comfortably on the one line behind Baylor and Gonzaga. Fair enough. Now, UConn. They get Boatnight back. How do we say his name, by the way? I want to make sure I get it right. Booknight, James Booknight. Booknight. I, I butcher it every time, so I'm glad that you're here for it. That's why we bring you on. Booknight. He's a stud. I love watching him play, John. He was back the other night. He's crashing the glass. He's making things happen. How much does that change the feel and the look of UConn's team? Drastically, right? Drastically changes the feel and the look of their team. They're a team right now that I will say this. Other than Baylor and Gonzaga... I don't think that any team in college basketball would want to see a team like UConn in the NCAA tournament, not just because of James Booknight, but because the Huskies possess the deepest front court in college basketball. You've got the two-headed monster at the five with Adama Sonongo and Josh Carlton. You have proud veterans at the four with Tyler Polly, with Isaiah Whaley. You also have a cook, a cook who 
came in last Saturday against Xavier, former top 50 recruit, and completely changed the game with his versatility. And I didn't even mention a small ball for Andre Jackson, who was the highest rated recruit in the Huskies program, not James Booknight. So I look at Saturday's slate. And I look at UConn's game against Villanova as being one of the more must-watch games of the day. And I can tell you, everybody in the Big East office, from Val Ackerman to Stu Jackson, they are going to be sending everybody mimosas tomorrow morning, toasting the Huskies back on the national stage against their brand, obviously, franchise and program in Villanova. You ain't kidding, man. It's a good thing for college basketball. You got UConn back where they belong in the Big East. I don't think there's any doubt about that. Um, John, I was thinking this earlier in the week because I loved watching this kid play and he transferred. And I understand Garza is the player of the year. I mean, what he's doing at Iowa right now, the guy's an absolute stud. The numbers speak for themselves. My favorite player to watch right now in college basketball is Mac McClung at, at Texas Tech. John, he is something else, man. He is fun to watch. I'm glad I don't have to see him in a Georgetown uniform anymore. Mac McClung is a perfect example of the power of belief. And if we find, obviously, somebody to believe in us in life, as much as Mac McClung believes in himself, we'll all be in very good shape. And he has, again, been in a situation right now where he has flourished under Chris Beard in a dynamic that we've seen at Texas Tech where Beard, who obviously has deep junior college ties, is recalibrating his roster on an annual basis and still getting a product that's in the top 10 in the country. John, obviously everyone has Gonzaga, Baylor, clear cut one and two. And I would agree with that. I don't think there's any argument with that. But we've seen these dominant teams go down in the past. The Zion team that had Zion and R.J. Barrett and Cam Reddish, they lost in the Elite Eight. The Kentucky team with Carl Anthony Towns that was undefeated, they lost in the Final Four. So... You're not one of these guys that's saying it's, you know, sign, seal, deliver. We're getting Gonzaga Baylor in the championship game, right? I don't care how good they may be. It could happen, but I don't think there's any givens when you're talking about the NCAA tournament. There's no givens when you talk about the NCAA tournament, especially during the circumstances of the year. But I do think this, we have two teams right now that are clearly above and beyond everybody else. And I would be very surprised if these two teams did not meet, obviously, in one of the national semifinals on April 3rd. I would be shocked if both these teams are not in the Final Four. Fair enough, and that's a bold take right there. Uh, would you have any concern with Gonzaga and the league that they play in? We know they're great. We saw them demolish Iowa. They beat West Virginia. I I'm not discounting the talent. I think they got one of the best coaches in the country, too, in Mark Few. But, John... That league and not being tested and, and smoking a bunch of teams, do you think that could be a major disadvantage facing some adversity in the big dance? Well, I don't think, you know, it's just the league, you know, JJ, it's just that Gonzaga hasn't played a single-digit game this season except for the game that it beat West Virginia in the Jimmy V Classic. And on top of that, Jalen Suggs in that game played limited minutes due to injury. I think he only played 26 minutes or at least in the high 20s because he went down and obviously wasn't able to play his full workload. So you look at that circumstance, Gonzaga right now is, I believe, about 80 days in between, you know, playing its last game and then playing, obviously, a game decided by single digits because there's only been one. They haven't broken a sweat down the stretch in the second half in months. My man, John Rothstein. Check him out. CBS, CBS Sports Network, College Hoops Insider. When are we getting the Coastal at some point and getting some wings and talking some ball, John? It's been too long, man. 
after the season, man, I got to obviously stay inside. We're getting tested multiple times a week. Got to stay inside until this is all over. Well, listen, you were doing a fabulous job. And one last note, how big of a bummer, like, and obviously, listen, we know the significance of COVID. We know what it meant to people's lives and whatnot. But, John, I'm not going to lie to you, dude. A part of me was not the same in March, not having the NCAA tournament. How, how, how did John Rothstein deal with not watching the NCAA tournament for the first time in his life? I think, JJ, when the announcement came out, I actually went to Bar Coastal to drown my sorrows. And, you know, it's, it's funny, man, like how this whole thing kind of transpired. I think you kind of just take it for what it is and you kind of say, you know what, there's not going to be a tournament. It's out of our control. Safety is the first thing, and you understand that. But I think the weird thing was the days and the weeks after that where there's no basketball on, and then, you know, you're looking at your calendar, and it's March 20th or March 25th, and you're saying, we should have a tournament going on right now. So that, to me, was the hardest part. Absolutely depressing. Thankfully, we are not going to have that here in 2021. Hallelujah to that. John, keep up the good work, man. We'll be watching tomorrow. Stay safe, and as soon as this season ends, man, vaccine, vaccine, I was going to say vaccine up. I can't even make up a word right now. But that beer and those wings, they're on me, baby. All right, JJ. Good stuff, man. Thanks for having me. There you have it. That's John Rothstein over at CBS Sports Network. I'm trying to make up a word for vaccination, vaccine. I'm trying to combine it, too, but you get my drift. We're getting wings and beer. Rothstein's the best. He loves the Upper East Side. He loves Bar Coastal, which is a great spot up there. I was actually in there a couple of months ago. No, this was last year. I mean, it feels like a couple of months ago because it was another year ago. Another lifetime ago. The Yankee twin epic game that Aaron Hicks made that sprawling catch in center field. I watched that one at Bar Coastal. And you know who popped his head in for like two hours? Shooting the breeze, talking some college hoops? The legend, Johnny Rothstein. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.